got eyes in the back of my head I'm seeing Take me for granted and you know I'm leaving I'ma take what's mine with the webs I'm weaving I could take this crap from seeing to believing Got it I ain't gonna give up Got too little time, I'ma live up Head down, push forward through the tough times Cause anything worth doing is a tough Cause time Cause I'm a live for the fight Yeah, I'm here to get it I got drive, got sight Always have a vision I go by at night I be in my feelings I'ma be fine, need time And I'll soon be winning I live life for the fight Yeah, I'm here to get it I got drive, got sight Always have a vision I go by at night I be in my feelings I'ma be fine, need time And I'll soon be winning I can feel the blood He's on mute, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I am. I am on mute. No, you're not. Is it still we playing? No. Why is it still playing? <laughs> it's not still playing. But I hear music in the background of my home and I'm dancing. But it should. Oh, because I hear the actual theme in my headphones. I don't know what's going on right now with my computer. <laughs> it's plug in with that being said welcome ladies and gentlemen to the show once again i well you know what we're gonna wait because our brother is actually coming in the show soon just had a little bit of technical difficulties so ladies and gentlemen once again thank you for joining us we really appreciate y'all coming through uh so let's just start with some simple conversation stretch how you feeling, man? I'm alive and well. I can't complain. Things are good. You know, on the uh, old Mohawk here. Oh God! I mean, I mean, oh, that's dope. No, <laughs> some real hating shit right there. No, uh, no, but that's good. That's good. We were just talking off air, and even work. We were talking about work not too long ago, so you know things things are better in that aspect too. And happy things are a little calmer in the personal life comparably mm -hmm. to the last time we were on. Uh, real quick, um, there's been a lot of things going on in both, you know, politics. Because I know that at the last show before everything kind of went down, I know you and QS wanted to talk politics for a bit. Um so real quick, how do you feel about the speaker getting essentially kicked out of the house? And uh, all those right wing, right wing side of politics, boy, it's a joke. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. It's it's a shit show. Thank God they were able to avoid a government shutdown, you know. Um, but for the guys who, who uh, Kevin McCarthy, who fought so hard to become speaker of the house, like got went through like. 13, maybe even 15 different votes like the first time just for him to get ousted. And then this, they got like, they might get Jim Jeffries to do it now, but who knows? Like it's, it's, it's like a crapshoot and it's, it's insane over there. That's it's just pretty much a joke <laughs> at this point. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm not, a, I'm not a politics type of person. So mm -hmm. my views are quite, quite, uh, not there, I should just say. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Um, but while we wait for uh, 
Tracker Dragoon to join us. We're actually going to just jump into one of the first topics of the show because that, this part is all me. Um, so New York Comic Con was this past weekend, I read it. and and uh, it was awesome, but also felt a little stale. Um, to me, I don't know. There's something about the merch not necessarily being as, I guess you could say, captivating as it used to be. Like, it wasn't like, I want to just grab everything. Um, granted, it is also probably my, like, I believe, seventh comic New York Comic Con. So, you know, a lot of the stuff was also real similar to me, too. You know, like, familiar, I should say. Um, also got some interviews done, which, if y'all pay, if y'all uh, keep looking at the socials, they will be up soon. Mm -hmm. um, I saw an awesome fiend and Alexa Bliss got an interview with them. Shout out to my guy Chris. Uh, he goes every year. He cosplays as somebody different in the wrestling world uh, every day. So of, of Comic Con, so he was Razor Ramon, Hulk Hogan, um, Hollywood Hulk, to be exactly, to be exact. Uh, Shawn Michaels, which I think he does every year because he, he has a badass Shawn Michaels. Um, and the last one, I believe, was uh, the Brood Edge. So, and not like the Brood Edge that we saw recently. I mean, like, 90s. Uh, Edge and Christian, actual gang grail. So, that was actually pretty dope. Um there was, I got this dope ass Sonic hoodie, which I'm very happy about. Uh, don't I don't have any chocolate brown clothing, so, <laughs> so I'm happy I got this. And uh, shout outs to also shout outs to um, uh, Boondocks Bootleg, great company. They make great clothes, and they are actually uh, they do have a deal with Boondocks, so this is officially licensed uh, merch that they have. They had dope hats. Um, they had a hat, which I should have got. Um, they had a hat of, uh, a pimp named Slickback. It's like the trucker hat with the square in the middle, but it was a pimp named Slickback. Um, like I said, they have fire hoodies. They had a fire letterman. Um, I can't remember his last name. It's killing me right now. Gary Anthony. Um, the gentleman who's the voice of Uncle Ruckus was there with them. Um, Layla Gray was there, which I saw. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Mercedes, I, I didn't do the, her panel or, or the signing, but that was pretty cool. Um, something that kind of got me a little upset, and I don't, I don't think it's anybody's fault, but there was no wrestling panels this year. Um, that one caught me a little off guard, honestly. You know, it's Comic Con. Usually, you know, usually there's a wrestling panel or two, and it was nothing. So be on the lookout next year because your boy has plans. <laughs> your boy has plans. And as we continue to speak about Comic-Con, there he is. For, uh, wait, is he there? There he is. There he is. Out here showing the guns. Yo. What's up, everybody? Trip to the gun show. We have the Magnum PI mustache going on today. I see. <laughs> As hey, opposed to like wedding, that. so you know I, I don't necessarily go to the barber mm. that often. So right. had to line it up myself. I was about to say you you had to get the the little razor. You got uh, uh, yeah. I got close. um. I got a whole set set up at home. So I 
do what I need to do in the time. As every man should. Absolutely. <laughs> so now that he's here, gentlemen, uh, let's do our typical introductions. As you know, I am your man, K Marvel. Uh, not here is our brother, Quiet Storm. That's right. Next one that comes on the screen, that'd be me. That'd be, that'd be me, right? <laughs> that'd be me. That'd be me. And yep. me, the, the sweaty, gun-showing, usual Dragon Ball, Goku, Friday. Nah, that shirt's shirt. fire. That shirt's fire. So apparently one of the arms ripped, so I say, you know what, I'll just make it a muscle shirt and just cut the yep. end, so. Smart. And uh, we are three okay. of your four corners of commentary. So, uh, to... So, but yeah, man, Comic-Con Comic -Con was pretty dope. Uh, usually is. I went off four days, as I usually do. Extremely exhausted. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. That's how it goes when, when, you're, in, when you're in your element. Um, I tell people all the time, this is pretty much my Christmas. Uh, this is one of my favorite holidays of the year. Don't care what y'all think. It's one of my, <laughs> being a key word, holidays. Um... And uh, my daughter and I actually went to go to, we saw the uh, Harry, the not Harry Potter, excuse me, the Percy Jackson panel. Nice. Uh, so that was actually really good. I'm really excited to see it. Um, it comes out, I believe. Next December month. Uh, December, no, sorry. December 20th. Um, so... Yeah, man, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the show. Edge is playing Ares. Oh, excuse me, not Edge anymore. Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland is playing Ares, which is pretty cool. Um, and it, I mean, it, technically, it, that is his actor. That that is what he goes as as, as an actor, actor as well. well. So, I mean, that is his name. His that, but no, that's what I'm saying. That's you're you're correct in saying Adam Copeland. Oh, um, but uh. But yeah, um, I think I'm really excited for the show. We got to see three sneak peeks. We saw the first seven minutes, which was actually really good. Um, we saw a small part of the Minotaur scene. If you guys watched the movies or read the books, you know you you know what I'm talking about. Um, but we saw a small part of the beginning of the Minotaur scene um, with him chasing them, which was pretty sweet. And um, we saw the capture the flag scene. So, so yeah, it looks really good. It looks like they, they definitely pulled right out of the book. Um, the two writers, uh, excuse me for forgetting their names, um, but they actually played a heavy hand in, in the making of the first season. So yeah, I'm, uh, like I said, I'm really excited for it. I think, I think it's going to be a good show. Um, a lot of people who saw the movies wasn't really feeling the second one, but once again, it kind of is what it is in my eyes. Um, but it was good. It was good. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, there was a giant Gear Five Luffy. Um, if y'all follow Mr. Marvel Eight Seven, which is me, um, I will be posting. I will also be posting. Uh, some of the pictures that I took uh, at Con 2. So they had a giant Gear 5 Luffy. They had giant Goku. Um, they were still doing uh, Dragon Ball superhero stuff, which is fine. You know, it is what it is. Super yeah, I said that right. Uh, 
what else was there, man? Like I said, this Sega Hypeland had a great section. Um, they were all you could also play um you can also play uh Sonic Superstars, which actually looks really good. Um yeah, it's pretty good. It looks phenomenal. We didn't get a chance to play it, but I saw some of the gameplay that people were doing, and it, it was really good. It was really good. Um, man, uh, Foley was there. Rikishi was there. Powerhouse Hobbs was there. Mercedes uh, Monet dressed as Woody. Yeah. Okay. yeah or sorry, Jesse. My bad. No, she was Woody. Um, Look more like Jesse. I know, That's but fine. she claimed, but she she said it was Woody. Oh. Um. Also, uh, I got to I, I I actually met uh Marv Quinn at a battle club uh show, so shout out to Battle Club. Um, but I actually got to meet Isaiah and excuse me, <clears throat> I got to meet Isaiah and uh Daniel Garcia, so that was pretty dope. Nice, it was quick, quick, just like I appreciate what y'all do. Um, but yeah, man, Comic Con is always a, he doing the dance. No, he wasn't doing no damn dance. The man was enjoying himself. I mean, that could be a part of enjoying himself. Yeah, no. No, he was good. <laughs> he was good. Um, But yeah, man, look, Comic-Con is always something fun to go to. I highly suggest everybody go at least once. And you, honestly, you really just need to go one day. Um, But yeah, Com- Comic-Con was Friday fire. or Saturday is usually good. Sunday's best yeah. if you want to get sales and figures and stuff like that yeah or i mean honestly if you go on a tuesday or on a thursday excuse me it's also a lot calmer so you can really just be able to take everything in which is good too um but yeah man listen and if y'all do want to go just know i'll be there next year so so just let me know and we will figure it out we will figure it out um Yeah, we just we figure it out. <laughs> life, life be life, and you know what I mean. Um, but outside of that, let's get into the wrestling. We're gonna start with this. Does Tony Khan need help? <laughs> the reason why. So we ask because it's not just him personally, right? It's more so as a whole when it comes to AEW. PR, um, uh, you know, in both both wrestlers and his Twitter page, apparently, because the man's been going off. Um, but PR story writing, what what type of moves can be made to help make AEW a better product? Mike should take his phone. No, um. <laughs> Um, I would say that he, he probably does need a little bit more. Uh, and again, you know, we don't, we don't fully know like how this business is being ran, but I, I would suspect that he probably needs a little bit more guidance as far as like booking perhaps. And I think guidance is even a dirty word, but I would say like maybe another set of eyes on what he's doing as a booker or something along those lines. Cause you know, and also just somebody to take his phone. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, the stuff is, like, kind of cringeworthy. 
the fact that he's like going off. I'm like, he, he's paying like attention to like cage match rankings and stuff. I'm like, dude, aren't you a billionaire? Like, don't you have money to count? <laughs> you know, who cares what anybody on cage match thinks? You know. That was it. That's all I got for so so far. So I hope like to present a point. Like, you know, this um, is all the talking. As 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 for me, um Tony, just I I know you're you're taking everything personal now because you feel that everything is done, everything is a shot at you and stuff like that. But sir, WCW didn't beat uh WWF at the time by you know having social media and doing the damn thing like you're doing. No, they just proceeded as usual. They took little digs here and there. That's great. But business is business. You're in a space that was heavily dominated by one company for a very long time, especially in the United States. You are an up and coming company or still, you know, up and come. I would still say up and coming, even though it's been what, five years, four years, I think, right? Four uh, years. Yeah, four years. Yeah, four years. Y'all, y'all still got a lot to a lot of growing to do. Y'all have a lot of veterans. Y'all have a lot of, uh, I would say, a lot of great talent. Um, sometimes to some people's dismay, because you know it's it's a plethora of great talent across AEW and ROH, but it's all under your brand, sir. Um, I would say literally just lay off social media for a bit i get that you are checking every little little every single little bit of things you can find to say you beat wwe with um but you got to realize that you know wwe is basically big brother they just signed this deal with endeavor they're getting more money more deals more this more that as it comes they are treated as they are treated as the premier wrestling brand, even when we haven't agreed with majority of the things that's happened throughout the history of the company. But you have to realize when it comes to a business, business is business. You have to what 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 does the Bible say, sir, sir, Professor Stretch? Uh, I think it is when you're a when you're a child. You or sorry, when you're an adult, you put away childish things. Oh yeah, something yeah, of that sort. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Hey, but, hey, wait, hold on, hold on. I know, I, I, I understand your quote and shit. No, it, never mind, never mind. What? We, Go we, ahead, you stop. Nah, <laughs> we're not gonna have that conversation. No, 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 no. Just, nah, just, I don't, just, I don't want to. I, I just I hear me out. Just hear now, me go ahead, out. finish. No, 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 finish, finish, finish. It's, it's gonna come full circle. Just hear me out. So, you know, they say when you're an adult, you put away childish things. So, you know, now you're an adult. You're in a big man's world now. You run a football team. You run Barely. you run a soccer team slash football team. Barely again. You run a real, you run an actual football, American football team. Now you're running a wrestling business. You're forced, you're feeding the IWC all of these tidbits, all of these gems, and... You have a set core crowd behind you that is only strictly riding with AEW. They don't want to hear anything about anybody else. And you know, it's the same with a lot of WWE people. It's the same with New Japan. It's the same with MLW. It's the same with ROH. It's the same with all these other companies. You have fans all over the place. Just because you want to beat Big Brother so badly, 
You can do that, and you don't have to mention their name. You're signing legends from their company because they say they want to work here. They want to work with new talent. They want to do things they haven't done before because, you know, WWE is on their own island. They don't treat anybody else important. Occasionally, you'll see them do something with impact. Occasionally, you'll see them mention New Japan or mention stardom or all these other places because they're trying to build these relationships. But you have to remember, it takes time. You're now solid with a New Japan relationship. You should be doing way better as a booker. You should be doing way better as a promoter. On social media, you should be, even though you lost, congratulate them. Take the high road. You feel that they're not going to see you as competition now because you're doing good. You're going for bigger stadiums. You're doing big things. Everything is a brag. Everything is a brag on both sides. But you got to know when to, you know, go forward. I'm not even folded. I wouldn't even say fold. You just have to pick your moments. Pick your moments. Yes, you you broke the record or you you have the best record since... uh, what was the last pay-per-view to uh, get that high? Well, well, technically. Oh, it didn't apparently count. Apparently, right? that was false information. Now, I'm not going to spread rumors, but this is only what I've read. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that number that they said that was at Wembley was not the actual number. Yeah, It wasn't 81,000. I think it was like 75,000 or something like that. They're talking about the turnstile yeah. count. Which is right. which is vastly different from um, paid attendance or so. Exactly. So so remember, people, that there are that there are um, you they if they follow the turnstile count because not everybody who pays a ticket ends up going to the show. Right. So they could be right when it comes to paid ticket to pay ticket sales, mm-hmm. but actual attendance could be a different number. So that's and and look, let's be honest, right? What number are you gonna go with? If it was me, I'd go with the ticket sales number. It makes sense as a from a business aspect, right? Right. But here's 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 my thing, and sorry to cut you off. No, you're right? not cutting me off. It, it's a segue because I know it's getting um, long at the two. No, 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 you, no you're good. Um, I think. First and foremost, I think there needs to be a outside PR management group that goes into the company. That's number one. Something that is not involved in wrestling. Um, and that PR group has to be something along the lines that helps with um that helps with like uh, 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 the the media scrums that helps with the social media aspect mm-hmm. that helps on a lot of different levels because it seems and once again this is what I'm saying it seems like there aren't enough there's nobody regulating right and that right there is where the problem lies. And I think I've said this before, not only on this show, but on other shows, that it also seems like there's no respect. There's no respect for Tony Khan. Um, now, people can like him, and that's fine. I'm not saying don't like your boss. But I think there's an extremely blurred line when it comes to Tony is my friend and Tony is my boss. Mm. Okay? Like, Tony doesn't, it seems like Tony doesn't put his foot down when he needs to put his foot down. And it's okay. 
listen, I'm fine with you being a boss and having, you know, your 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 employees as friends. That's not necessarily an issue, especially with the type of heart that Tony Khan has. Like, that's something that I feel like people don't talk about enough is that the man does have a huge heart. But Stretch is over here writing a book. You hear that? Um, <laughs> you know, but. You know, there has to be that there, 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 there has to be that middle ground, right? There has to be that fence where you're like, all right, I'm on this side right now. I need to be on this side and I need to explain to you why I cannot have you cut me off or why it seems how, how it's perceived. Like he's so worried about his image or the AEW's image that you have to explain to your people how things are perceived from an outside perspective. If you're really looking at Twitter and you're really listening to these podcasts, then, and and everybody is saying something similar, then obviously, and I don't, I won't say everybody, but if there's a lot of people that's saying similar thing, then obviously you need to reevaluate. There has to be something. Also, I also think like there's a little bit more context to to be had too. I I agree full, like wholeheartedly when he gets on Twitter and he starts going on his rants. He he looks like a little petulant little child, right? That withstanding, I think it's cringeworthy. I think most people think it's cringeworthy, so I'm not even going to harp on that. But I also think that a little bit of the context that's missing here is a lot of people like we WWE is the big juggernaut, right? They're too big to fail at this. Absolutely. Point. Like it would be, absolutely. it would take something absolutely cataclysmic to like knock down the WWE. That's like, like saying McDonald's will fail. Right. Exactly. Like McDonald's could literally be chopping up horses and serving them tomorrow and tell us that, and people will still go to McDonald's. But I think that part of the discourse here is because for a long time, the only wrestling owner that we've got to know is Vince McMahon. Yeah. Absolutely. Or Ted Turner, even if you want to uh, uh, compare, like, you know, Ted or Turner. Or Bailey. We didn't even really know barely, like, You don't like really that. care about Ted yeah. Turner like, the same way you do Vince McMahon, right? He's nowhere near as, like, actively involved, like, at WCW. I might have seen Ted Turner on WCW television one time. You know, maybe and, twice, maybe yeah. Once. Yeah, maybe twice. But with that said, the only point of reference that we have is like, okay, this is how a wrestling owner should act, or this is how a wrestling owner is, is Vince McMahon, which does Tony Khan no favors as far as like that big, like rugged image, like of how you're supposed to put your foot down. This is my Absolutely. company. I don't give a damn what anyone else says or whatever. Absolutely. Like, so even if he doesn't have that in him, like, I don't think it's necessarily fair for us to compare him to Vince McMahon personality wise. Like there's, there's not a lot of Vince McMahon no, fans yeah. out there as far as like that, which I think is – I'm prefacing when I say this because I think this term is stupid. Like the, that whole like alpha male, like super masculine personality, it does him no favors. Like that's the – if that's the only point of reference we have is like a wrestling owner and we're expecting Tony Khan to live up to that, he's never going to do that. <laughs> but but, but to, to counterpoint, right, I don't think – so that I, I there is a majority or, or there is a section – Right of the IWC or or just wrestling fans who feel that exact way, right? There's no there really there is no comparison to from Vince to and Tony. Just right. like there is no comparison to Triple H and Tony, mm -hmm. right? 
if I was co to compare Tony to anybody, it would be an indie company, right? An indie, uh, indie company's promoter, booker, CEO, whatever you want to call it. But here's the thing. I don't think it's necessarily comparing him to Vince more than it is saying as a boss, you have to look at things differently. You know what I mean? That that's that's if if I was a boss, like I feel like I, I would I, I, I would have to look at things differently. I don't have a problem being being cool with you, but at the end of the day, the business is the business. This is what's bringing in the money. Granted, he's rich already. He has all of these other uh, 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 ventures that he does have that does bring in money. But if AW is your main focus, you have to start doing different things. Because I don't know how many times I've heard Oh, AEW is going to fail in, in two years, in three years, in four years. Okay. But if you keep going down certain routes, it is going to fail. You are still You are still a new company in the grand scheme of the wrestling world. That's a private company, too. That, too. And th they don't need to go public. No, not, not yet, at least. No, not not anytime, you know, soon. I was talking to a friend about that. I was like, that's the worst thing that could happen to AEW if they go public, like right now, especially. Yeah, for sure. Like, you have to understand with publicly traded companies, he's not the only person that's like running it. Yeah. Like, there would be so many different logistical changes that wrestling fans, number one, would not understand, and number two, would not be able to handle. Like, he would have to actively start cutting people. I mean, look at look at what happened. You know, look at the 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 explanation that you had to give when the E went public, right? Like, there's there's just too much. But you know, to to sum everything up, he really does need help. And to me, it can't be internal. It has to be an external force brought in to essentially essentially regulate. Like at the end of the day, I think that's what it is. Um, so let's switch off. Let's go from one company to another. So it seems that the Triple H era is super official now. Um, Endeavor, or there has been reports that Endeavor has taken Vince out of day-to-days, out of a major roles of the WWE and that Triple H is now running the show period um he's not CEO but he has major say and there's not going to be many people who who argue with him about these about these situations um so my question to you guys is, you know, we've already seen a lot of changes already, right? I think it's been about a year or soon to be a year since Triple H has really taken over. Um, Debatable. Anyways. <laughs> um, Debatable. 
no listen since the announcement that triple h has been in charge it's been like a year year and a half like that's 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 true um so my question to you guys is if endeavor is trusting triple h when uh where do you see the wwe going as in content as in evolving as in taking the next step well i think that what we're going to see as far as like the content and the changes and it quote unquote taking the next step is like bar number one i think that triple h is smart enough to borrow from the past in in a way that like okay this was fan positive this worked like let's use this idea war games i think it's a perfect example of that right like we you know you, you would testing it out in nxt and it was such a hit you know they do the double ring stuff now they have no qualms over doing this you know you, you see a lot of old WCW branded pay-per-view names for NXT, like Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash, and stuff like that. I think we might see a lot more of that on the main roster too. Uh, secondly, I think the in-ring product will probably move to that like faster, like more athletic style that you see a lot more in AEW. I think that you the in-ring product, you see matches breathe a lot more. You know, I think that the title defenses are a lot more common now. Like you see them like on pay-per-views and stuff. A perfect example of that is the lat like Bronson Reed versus Gunther, right? There's two big guys having a really solid match on TV sure. for a prestigious championship. And it and it came across great, right? Both guys look really good. Like I think that I think you you don't get as many start and stops now. And I think that was like the main thing under like the Vince McMahon, under the recent Vince McMahon like regime that you see like, oh, we're we gonna push this guy and then it's like, oh, it stops. And like, you see vignettes for this person and it stops. Like, I think things are way more consistent now. Like things are like building slowly. And one thing that I notice now more than ever, you get so many different moving parts in like one story. And I think like they've, they've been doing a good job as of late, I would say for like the past month and a half of like getting the women really involved like on television and the product and stuff. Like, for example, you like, I think it's really smart that they're kind of using like the NXT championship, kind of like as an intercontinental championship. It's like a secondary championship. Yeah. And they're using Becky Lynch to get it over. Like Becky Lynch went down to NXT, had a really great match for Tiffany Stratton. She became the champion. Now she's mm -hmm. doing like the open challenge, like the Cena thing. Tegan Knox stepped up. Natalia stepped up. Zia Lee is like throwing her hat in a race, like confronting her and stuff. Lyra uh, Valkyria uh, is challenging for the championship. Yeah, Indy Hartwell is going to be challenging for the championship. You know, Lyra Valkyria is going to be cha challenging in Hall um, Halloween Havoc next week. You know, yeah. so they've, they've been getting a lot of different moving parts as far as like their stories and stuff. Like, you know, you see the Judgment Day stuff, like cross acting with the Bloodline, and like Drew McIntyre is involved, and you know, he's kind of like turning with Sami Zayn involved and stuff like that. And he has his own issues with like Jay Uso, who's teaming with Cody Rhodes it's a lot of different movie parts for like a lot of like one singular story. And it's kind of like, everybody's like kind of flowing in all of this. So I think it's, I think like you'll see more of that stuff where it like branches off into something else. And it's like a smooth, seamless transition. Right. Right. So I, I think it's really, I think the product is going to be improving from that um, standpoint. Like I can't Absolutely. wait to, to see where he's going to go with it. 
No, definitely. Uh, shout out to Sloan, part of uh, the CBD network uh, on Sucio Boys. Shout out to the whole gang. The whole gang. Uh, side note, we just started uh, the CBD, CDB, excuse me, network. Just started Sucio Sports, to which uh, I'm going to try to get this guy over here on so you could chop it up with Jermaine and Keys. Um, but uh, But yeah, man. I completely agree with you. I think, I think that whole stop that stop go situation is definitely. Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. You're right. You are absolutely right. He is the co-owner of the CBD Network mm-hmm. slash multimedia. You are right, sir. I will give you your credit. <laughs> um, and plus, y'all have already seen him on the show, so we'll get him back sometime soon too. Um, we're gonna have a whole. People, a whole gang in here. It's yeah. going to be great. That's going to be crazy. Oh, really quickly, uh, just, just a shout out to him. You know, thank you for the opportunity of even having us on and a part of this network. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely. We're beyond grateful for it without question. So, just thank you for sure, man. Listen, it, it's and it really is a team. So, but look, when we have you guys on, we'd we'd do a whole interview thing and then we'll chop it up like we always chop it up. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but no, I. I uh, I completely agree with you, man. I think Triple H, look, Triple H is was a wrestler. You know what I mean? He wrestled for so long, and I think the the way he he really is exactly what he said he was. Right? He's the game. He's a student of the game. Like to be honest, if I would have to compare us. That would be Stretch. Stretch would be the Triple H of the group because he truly is a student of anything that he's interested in. And he studies and he evaluates and he uses it to his advantage. That's what Triple H does. Triple H has a way to bring out the best in people, even when he's not in the ring with them. Right? I don't know how many times we've heard so many people talk about Triple H and and bring you know and and just say how appreciative they are of him and how how the feel of the backstage is is so different and just uplifting and it's incredible at the end of the day right so I, I think when it comes to the future of the WWE, it's in great hands. Um, I think every I think everybody from back of house, front of house, which is you know camera guys, sound guys, in ring performers, backstage talent, you know, or uh, commentators, even and obviously we could tell right even the upper upper echelon, which is now Endeavor or TKO, um. Right, is TKO technically? That's what the merger the is now. Technically traded name, yeah. TKO. Um, you know, they trust Triple H with this entire brand, with this entire company, and that is a good thing. Um, <laughs> strike. Why did DDP when you said? <laughs> I know, I know. I I thought about it. <laughs> oh, good. That's not a bad thing. That is a good thing. Okay, I don't. I don't have fake teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. One Mississippi. Was, uh, <laughs> no, I had sorry, to move I can't help it. Sure uh, now nah, you good, bro? 
Um, well, this was a topic that I did want to speak about, so let me. I should have a lot of stuff to say. Um, especially seeing that you know they really just recently announced that. Vince has no hands on this thing at all. Endeavor gave him the full reins. You are completely seeing Triple H's mark on these shows. You're seeing a lot more women's wrestling. You're seeing a lot more intertangled stories with the women as well. You are seeing literally a widespread of talent, whether it's people he brought back or people that's already been involved on TV already. He's making the bigger talent. When I say bigger talent, I mean literally the bigger talent actually look and feel like dominating talent on the roster. Yeah. Bronson Reed and Gunther had an amazing, well, it's Gunther anyway, but we yeah. like Bronson Reed to have amazing matches, especially his stretch in New Japan and outside of WWE. He's had great matches. But to see the match that they had, uh, especially just letting big men do what big men do, which is basically kill each other for our right. entertainment. Um, I think that was a step. It's been a step in the right direction. Having so many women involved with this uh, women's was it the women's world championship? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, I mean, technically, both both the women's world championship and the NXT women's championship. Well, okay, yeah. So you have you've had multiple women involved in both of those titles. I well, all of them, all of the well, all of them, even, yeah. Even no, the definitely. WWE Women's Championship, yes. Yeah. Across all of the brands, you see that multiple women are running for this belt, or they're gunning for the tag team belts. Now they're starting to build a lot more tag teams. They're starting to do different things. It feels like a complete show. We're not, we didn't have Roman for weeks, and they have been building LA Knight as a megastar as he is, you know, properly ordained on the show. You're building all of these other talents. Ricochet is on TV. Shinsuke is looking like a maniacal villain for once. He's doing the damn thing. I, I honestly, I can't say much more than what I've already been saying. You know, this is what WWE needed. Um, I can go further and say, look at what they've already done for uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Look what they've already done for Jade Cargill. I, I mean, come on now. They're, they're basically showing you that they don't play when it comes to production. They don't play when they have these amount of toys to play with. Yeah. They are going to make these people feel like stars. And, and unfortunately, that is what the other company at this moment is lacking. Yeah. To to add to that point, real, real quick, I'm sorry. To add to that point, and it's not just these women's titles, right? It's the World Heavyweight title. Like, granted, not necessarily the WWE Universal title, because you want to focus, you know, the main, you want to have that focus I have a gripe with that. Right? That's why I didn't mention that yet. But go ahead. I mean, it is what it is. But but what it's doing is that this is the part that makes it feel like the attitude error again. Mm. This is the part that makes it feel like the early ruthless aggression error. Is that there's many people 
who are vocal or being vocal about being a world champion, about being the IC champion, about being NXT champion. Like this is this is what was lacking because it's great to have that one person, you know, I'm gunning, I'm gunning, I'm gunning, I'm gunning. I want to win. I want to win. But if you don't have the conflict of having multiple people gun for a title, it tends to feel like it falls off, depending on the situation, right? And depending on the wrestler, depending on the storyline. It's important. Like, we always hear from talent. If you're not there to be world champion, what are you there for? What are you there for, yeah. So for me, it's not only world champion, but it's also championship in general. If you're a tag team and if you're not going for the tag team titles, what are you there for? Like if if in the back of your mind, you know, especially in the WWE, which we know is the top wrestling company, period, regardless of if you like that fact or not, that is the truth. The WWE is the top company in the world, period. If you're not gunning for the WWE World uh, Universal title, if you're not gunning for the heavyweight title, if you're not gunning for either one of the women's titles, hell, if you're an NXT and you're not gunning for any of those titles, if you're a tag team and you don't want to beat the living hell out of the Judgment Day, who are currently the tag champions, then what are you there for? Why are you there? This is what makes wrestling exciting. And Triple H... There's not one another, another quote unquote dead era. We're not going back to that. Right. It's about growth. It's about creating new stars. It's about wanting the best from everyone, uh-huh. regardless of where you are on the card. And I think that's what people tend to forget. Yeah, I also I also think like, and that's a good point that Striker made. I think that. You know, we asked earlier if Tony Khan needed help. I think out of all the things that he needs, he might need a talent relations department if they don't have one. You know, I think they do. I think do they? They? I don't think it. Do I don't think it's a department. I think. I think there's a couple people they have that handle advisors? it. <laughs> so, so if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, that is if they don't have one. Again, all this is speculation. Uh, uh, Christopher Daniels is head of talent relations, mm-hmm. and then I believe I keep want to say Lee. Oh, Sean Dean. I think Sean Dean handles some of talent relations also. Um, but, with the black people. No, it it's not just Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, um, he no, said so it. I, I but, think. Um, yeah, I think I think they do, but it's not on a grand scale like how they have it. Not how to, but I will say that, like, I think Strike brings up a great point where, and I, I said, I said this to a friend of mine also in a couple other spaces, right? Their problem is making new stars because what they do is they're in a spot where they take talent from other promotions or like people you've heard of, but they rely on the reputation so much that the talent has built. They don't give you a reason to care about that talent in their space. Absolutely. So it's like even like look at Mystico, right? Like they, they have a missed a match with Mystico and Rocky Romero. We know these people because we're wrestling fans, obviously, it's right? Crazy. So we know who Rocky Romero is. We know who Mystico is. We know who Mystico was in WWE. 
Mm-hmm. So that also helps. But at the same token, it's like this match is being wrestled for the strength of who these two people are in a wrestling space. You're not giving anybody else a reason to care about these two people outside of that. Like, oh, this person's wrestled here. They've wrestled. They're like the top star in this company. And like this person's a well-respected veteran who's wrestled in Japan. He's wrestled everywhere. Like, why don't you know this person? I don't know him because you haven't explained who it is. It's like if I was a professor and I asked you to write me a book report and you tell me, well, you already know what the book is about. Why do I have to write you the report? Yeah. You have to prove to me, right, like that I know what I'm talking about. So it's like I, I, that's their problem. They rely on so much outside talent where it's like this person debuts. It's like, oh, this person, you already know who this person is. They're a big name. You should already love them. It's like and, you don't really give them too much of a reason to care outside of that. And, that's and die off after like three months. <laughs> and, and, even, and even to add to that real quick, too, before we jump to, to the non-wrestling topic, um, the promo that they did with Rocky with explaining his and Mystico's feud and, you know, it really being one of the best feuds ever in Mexico. You know, they didn't he didn't the way they set that up was an amazing promo. But what Stryker said was absolutely right. I mean, not Stryker, excuse me. What Stretch said was absolutely right. Why do they care? Who's going to care after this match is over? That's the question. Nobody. Right? We're going to care because we enjoy their work. We know, you know, we've seen their work multiple spaces, multiple times. You know, we know Rocky Romero Romero is, is, uh, is cool with the best friends, things like that. You know? But after this match, then what? You know, just like with Swerve, I'll use Swerve as an example, real, real quick. Swerve had that amazing match with Hangman Page to lose to Brian Danielson, and I'm not saying I'm not knocking Danielson by no means, but you're supposed to be creating these stars. Uh-huh. There was no reason Swerve should have lost. Now, granted. If he lost, it would have been a hero versus hero situation. We wouldn't have the story that we have now. But the bottom line is you're trying to create this star. Why was this? And on top of that, why was this match for the TNT title and not the world heavyweight title? Yes, Danielson doesn't want the heavyweight title. We understand that. Mm. But why not put Swerve in a prominent position where he can go, well, after you have this match with Jay White, Regardless of who's champion, I'm coming for it. Right. So, either way, I think there there definitely was better ways of handling it. But you know, I like mean, you could have got Ricky Starks involved. We had Collision where they're all in ring and doing this cross, you know, cross story promo stuff that they're doing. Like, I, come on. I think they. I think they've been doing a better. I don't mean to cut you off. I think they've been doing a better job of presenting Swerve. Like, I think he has amazing. Oh, absolutely. Swerve. Absolutely. Like he comes out and it's like, you know, Prince Nana was dancing and stuff like that, which they want to get their heel manager over as a face. Go right ahead. That's another thing that I hate. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I, I mean, the dance is supposed to come off as annoying, but, you know, we love it. We love it. this shit. It, that's, another, that's another gripe that I have with AEW. It's like, it's all like inside joking, jokes and memes. Like, his dance, like, he... He, he they're trying to get like he's supposed to be a heel manager of like a, a heel faction and he comes out and does this dance and everybody cheers him for doing the dance and it's like everybody does the dance with him 
it's what, all over the place. In what world would a heel want to do that? <laughs> you know, so but that's neither here nor there. Except, I mean, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it another of side of annoying. it. That's the I, only thing. I'll I'll give another side of it. Swerve's character is built on the praise of his character. So what is his character without the praise? Whether it's self-praise or if it's the crowd cheering him on. Well, I think it helps him. A, it's the a narcissist. That is the narcissist think, thing, basically. I think it helps him in the respect when Nana was doing the dance and he walked out and he did like this. Like he just and he stopped, stopped it. it. He yeah. made this finger and he stopped it. Okay. That made him even more of a heel because people wanted Absolutely. to see the dance. Okay, right. So that, that makes sense. Smart. Absolutely. That makes sense. By not giving the people what they want right. makes you a bigger heel. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like, absolutely. yeah, it's like it's like people cutting, you know, uh, uh, hypothetically, right? Cody coming out, and right before he does the woe, he gets jumped, or the right. second woe, you know, it gets cut off by somebody else's music. Right. Or how many times have we had the rock go? Finally, the interruption, you know, it, it's that is that is heel work one hundred and one. Understand? You right. know what I mean? Yeah, but definitely. Um, but yeah, but 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 all I say is to say like AEW does a piss poor job at creating new stars. Like yeah, and 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 so many they should have stars all over the place, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Or or even with Swerve, even with that match, they could have had Swerve losing a DQ or something. Like it make it something despicable. Just not clean. Yeah. Make it yeah. something despicable. Like have him go completely irate and say, you know what? I lost the match. I lost my cool, but I beat the shit out of Brian Danielson. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's have, jump. Have not a dance on the body, like like do this. This is heel shit. Crazy. This is heel shit. Wild. Not 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 tap dancing on a dead body. That's crazy. Um, I agree. Let's, let let's let's switch off. Let's talk some gaming. Tomorrow is the twentieth, and yeah. one of the most highly anticipated games of the year, if not the last two years, three years, shoot, since really Miles. since since Miles Morales came out, yep. is Marvel Spider-Man 2 for the PS5. So there's a lot of, now everyone, there is a lot of stuff already out there on the internet. I already saw that I there's a video. Crazy shit. I, I saw in a video <laughs> that, that there's already the full story out. Like, yeah, listen, people got the game early. Yeah, I know, I know, but th- we're not spoiling anything. We're just oh. going to be speaking about. All, all I'll things- say is I seen we're some not- things fly. That's all I'll say. Jesus. So we're <laughs> going to be speaking about whatever we saw from the trailers, things from like IGN first, things uh, that we've seen from interviews, and our expectations of Spider Man. Um. Being the resident uh, Spider-Man fanatic. Oh, you. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Only me. What the fuck? Um, look, man, I, I just think, you, you know, they've... Insomniac has been improving on, on this IP. You know, Spider-Man 1 for, for the PS4 was was incredible it really was and it really did the fact that marvel let them have their own reigns to kind of just go and create their own story and create their own universe Mm -hmm. they were able to do so much um 
you know, Miles, Miles's dad being the one that died, being being one of the one of the major things. Um, and uh, you know, Aunt May passing. And listen, this is the end. This is Spider Man One, so there is no spoiler warning. Y'all should have been playing this. Um, but but you know, there there's there's an incredible feel to the way that they're they're world building. Um, and all they did was was evolve it in Miles Morales. Um, the story for Miles Morales was great. The the heartache was amazing. Um, the way that they the way that uh that they used the way that they're used like I said, the way that they're world building and the way that they're upgrading on everything is nothing short but but wonderful. Um so at the end of Spider-Man one, we saw that Harry was was in a tube. And we saw that the symbiote is on him. Um, so we definitely know that Venom is in Spider-Man 2. Um, voiced by one of the greatest voices in in entertainment history. Um, but it's going to be insane. We know Sandman is in the game. Lizard is, is incredible. Super oversized, too. We've seen that from the trailers. Um, the traversal, yeah, Craven is one of the main, is the big, one of the big bads. Um, the fast travel, we've seen clips of that. That's incredible. The load Um, times are made, is it loads? Yeah, the load times are nuts. This nuts. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, the traversal is another thing as well. That like, yeah, you can swing through. Yeah, not only just that, but adding the web wings brings a whole nother. Brings a whole nother aspect to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can see the other, whatever Spider Man you're playing as, the fact that you can see the other Spider Man swinging through the city, fighting crime. You can join them to do things. Sometimes they'll just come out of nowhere and kick somebody and fly and swing off. Like the once again, it's it's about the world building, and these are things that happen in Marvel Comics all the time. It's called crossovers, mm-hmm. even within each. I don't want to call it universe, but each comic, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have the X, the main X Men, and then have X Force come in for something, uh, just for the issue, and then go off. Or you can have Doctor Strange, and then out of nowhere, the Hulk is involved in this one issue, or the Avengers, and then freaking the Eternals come out of nowhere. Like this is what Marvel is. And for them to translate that so well to the video game is what gets me so excited for this game. And plus, who the hell knows? And side note, we already know that the costumes are f- fucking on point. We knew really that from want, the first game. I really want the, um, what is it, the Brooklyn 2099? Or is it that Russia? shit is crazy. I want that and I want the um, Arachnite. Costume, yeah. That's so far, that's the ones I wanted. Well, also, um, I think the I think it's called Shadow Spider. When he when Miles ended up going to a weird world, that suit is crazy. Um, the I always pronounce this wrong, but the Tokatsu suit, which essentially is the Power Rangers no, slash sounds right 
slash uh common writer. Oh, it's Tonkatsu. Tonkatsu. What he said. Right. Um uh that's that mile suit looks crazy. Do they have uh Japanese Spider-Man too? Um that suit was in the first one. Okay. Um, so it, probably not. Um but uh but even like Miles's suit looking kind of looking like a spider version of the dragon shield, mm-hmm. I think was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Spider-Man 2 is uh, no spoilers, people. All right, it might be a while till I play it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm with the missus, so I might not get a chance till Monday. <laughs> but um, I can't wait to see where the story goes. Personally, like I, yeah, I, I've been all over the story since the first one, and uh, you know we, we're supposed to be getting some Harry Osborn here. So waiting on that. Yeah, man. That. Ugh. And so Harold, honestly, I don't. Harold Theophilus Osborn, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. That is his middle name. Look it up. <laughs> Harry, Harry what? C. Osborne. Harry H-T-O. H-T-O. Osborne. I'm not kidding. I looked it up H-T-O. the other day. Nah, bro. I'm so serious. Theopolis? No. Theopolis. Harold Theopolis, Theopolis Osborne. Osborne. Stan Lee with these names, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> that might not be Stan. That might be somebody else. Jack Kirby, maybe. Nah, that feels recent. That was like <laughs> that sounds like somebody that hated uh, Harry. Now I'm intrigued. Norman <laughs> Osborne. Oh, he doesn't have a middle name. Uh, Robert Kingsley Roderick. King. Since okay, I'm Ooh. done. I'm done. I'm Ooh. done. I can't. Apparently, Roderick Kingsley is. Is Norman's son? I quit. Um, <laughs> that's another story for another day. Um, oh, yeah. the, um, oh okay. I want to you, go ahead. That oh, was the butler, right? From um, no, Smite was different, but there was a Kingsley. I'm trying to remember whose servant he was. He wasn't, wasn't anybody's servant. servant. Kingsley oh, okay. was was the hobgoblin. Yeah, he's a hobgoblin. Okay, there we go. Right. Which but then I mean it it's cool though if you think nope. about it. Nope, terrible. Green Goblin and Hobgoblin actually related. That makes sense. Since the fuck went can can we talk about the game? <laughs> I mean they're <laughs> they're messing the around start, with the universe right now. I'm starting to get stressed. <laughs> I'm starting to but I'm just saying they're messing around with hurt. the universe right now. So I mean it 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 can be anything. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. Thanks. But what are you excited about? Venom, dog. I don't give a shit about anybody else. Should give me Venom. Yeah, I think the only I think, and I don't want to call it a downside. I think one of the things that gets me a little, and I'll say disappointed, mm-hmm. is that you won't be able to co-op. That this is strictly player. a single player game, mm-hmm. um, and not that it doesn't necessarily piss me off not at all honestly because i know the game is still going to be amazing but i think a co-op feel would have been really cool um in this type of atmosphere especially since also you can go to brooklyn and queens now you know go down to coney island go to forest hills yeah um i think co-op would have been really cool but who knows that might be in three maybe they'll do a spin-off where there's some type of multiversal 
you know, situation. And they could do something like that. I mean, but then you, but then you got to make the world super big, and I'm super stoked about. Listen, if you could do it with Grand Theft Auto and have that run for over a decade, you can do it with Spider Man. All right. I mean, um, the rumor is that this is attached to Spider Verse movies, so we'll see. No, that no. What they what they were saying about that is that there is a mission that has a multiversal aspect of it, but it's okay. not. But it's not like something like that the, the, the whole thing has nothing to do with spider-verse um so let's get to the main event the main event of today's show is the pwi women's 250 every year they come out pwi comes out with a few lists um one being the men's the other being women's um and they do a tag team and every year is anticipated to see who they put as the top wrestlers of those specific lists. Yep. This year. Which WWE wrestler is it this year? Huh. Well, last year it wasn't a WWE wrestler. So, so but this year it was. Um, number one is Rhea Ripley. Mommy has Rhea has been killing the game, killing it right now. Um, with all the work that she's been able to do across across the board, um, her being being the one where they switch. Uh, so technically, she is the first um, women's world champion. Man, listen, I'm I'm really happy for Rhea. I think it's well deserved. Um, and even now, now, here's the thing, right? I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I don't understand why Rhea is number one. She really doesn't defend the title like that. I get it. But at the same time, she's been so prominent in so many different storylines. She's been so right. prominent when it comes to the Judgment Day. She's been so prominent when it comes to her story with Dom. Look. As much as people dislike Dom, this story, it seems like there are so many stories and she's right there in the middle of it. And I think that alone, it, it, it's her use that makes her number one. And this is outside of her just whooping ass. Right. Because she does whoop ass. Like that is not, <laughs> that is, that is not an understatement. All right, so I'm happy. I'm happy for Rhea Ripley. Um, you know what I will say? Um, she's more used like Roman. I'll put up two fingers. She's more used like Roman, and EO is more like uh, Rollins in this case. EO's having a lot more matches, a lot more showcases of you know different talent. Same with Rollins, but Rhea is more so the centerpiece for stories. She's pushing ahead yeah. different talent in different ways, but it's more prominent in the sense of like who's the next person in line, who's gonna beat her. She's so dominant. You right. had to put all three of the strongest women or so far that they had that they can muster to face her at Crown Jewel. Like it's really more so a story of it's the forward. dominance. 
Oh yeah, it is a fatal five way. Sorry, so mm-hmm. four of the strongest women against her. Like it, it's really, it's really just a show of dominance. Um, so I I think they treat them similar, her and Roman, and you have Eo and Seth because you know what they can do. But same like Seth, Eo needed time to get where she's at now, mm-hmm. where. People are now seeing her make those match after match after match, as opposed to Rollins, who was losing for damn near what two years, and now he's back mm-hmm. at a point where he's having you know that run that we know him to be in terms of the workhorse. So I think you have those parallels to those two champions uh, on both ends. Uh, stretch number two and number three. Number two is the current. IWGP Women's Champion Julia, right? Mm-hmm. Julia or is it Julia? Yeah, Julia, Italian, Italian, Japanese uh, professional wrestler. And it's number Italian. three yeah. is Bianca Belair, my daughter's favorite. So, I had to do uh, how do you feel research. about those two? So, so I had to do some research, right? So, given the time, like the testing time, the criteria is from July first, mm-hmm. two thousand two, to July first, two thousand three, twenty three. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's. I think it's warranted, right? Because Julia did a lot. <laughs> like, That's what I was telling you. She's going much, crazy. Yeah. Much, she, she was rolling. She did a lot in that one year period because she was on top of Stardom, then transitioned to New Japan, and then did well over there. And she's the mm-hmm. leader of her own stable in Stardom, Donna yeah. Mundo, which is Women of the World. So that's a lot to be impressed, you know, impressive of. And Bianca Belair did a lot. Like you know, right? I think what hurt her is like just like the the. The, the tail end of that period because she she honestly could have been number one, you know. But yeah, yeah but I think because Rhea turned it around, mm-hmm. I think Rhea having honestly the better match of the two, IMO, in terms of uh the match she had with Charlotte and Bianca face. Refresh my memory. I forgot who she faced for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I'm blanking out. Oscar. Was it Oscar? Yeah. Okay, Oscar? right. Oh, yeah. But I, but yeah, I'm saying like to have that. Oh, no, and then, Rhea definitely had the better match. But right, mm-hmm. but I'm saying like just just the the rise of the Judgment Day in that period of time, and then for Bianca being away for three months after that period. I would say three months, but maybe like a month or so after that, and seeing Rhea just rise up like that. I can definitely agree that Rhea uh-huh. should be number I one. I see what he did there. Rise, Rise of the Judgment Day. Day. Yeah, I see yeah, what, I see yeah. what he did there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, hold on a second. What? Oh, <laughs> I was like, what happened? Um, so, I'm just going to run down the list to number 10. Um, mm-hmm. Number four was Jamie Hayter. She had a great run as AEW uh, Women's Champion. Uh, number five is five is Tam Nakano, who's also just she's out here just crushing the game. Number six is Athena, the current ROH Women's World Champion. She's out here breaking records. She's out here every time she's been in the match, man. They're really letting her just do her thing, and I'm I think this is something that a lot of fans have been waiting for for her. Number seven is Diana Perrazzo, whom I mean, come on, man, she she really is one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's another one who just kills it every time she's in the ring and on the mic, honestly. Uh, number eight is Willow Nightingale, to which I am so happy and so proud of her. 
and she's she has truly been able to become a star in so many different places um once again man she's just out here killing it uh number nine is camille who is she still the nwa women's champion hmm I'm honestly not 100% sure. Blanking. You know, I think she is. I'm blanking. Then if, if she is, then that is an insane run that she's been on. Um, And number 10 is Jordan Grace, who is, is just someone else who, who every time she gets in a ring, man, she kills it. And not only with the women, but with the men also. Um, Oh, it's some um, women's world champion is Kenzie Page. Oh, okay. So she lost it fairly recently, I'll say. Um, and then look, man, even if you go down the list, right? Oscar, Tony Storm, Masha Slamovich, Jade Cargill, Roxanne Perez, Kyrie, uh, Miyu Yamashita, uh, Chris Statlander, Misuki, uh, Saya Kamatani, uh, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey. Okay. So here's where one of my dilemmas lie. Ronda Rousey's number 22, right? Mm-hmm. She's over Trinity, to which I slightly understand it because of time frame. She's over EO. She's over Tiffany Stratton. She's over Hikaru Shida. And she's over Becky Lynch. I don't think Char- Ronda Rousey should be number 22, in my opinion. Mm. Disagree. That's me. I disagree with you. I would put her higher only because of the prominence of where she was in comparison to some of the women on the list. Um, But I have no gripe with her ranking. I have more of a gripe with Roxanne Perez not being in the top 10. Mm. That's understandable. (laughs) That's that's more of my gripe. I think Thor Jade should be much higher. Thor Jade's like in the 60s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she is. For what she did in that time frame, yeah. Agree. Um, somebody else somebody else, man, that I think that should be real higher is Trisha Dora. Trisha Dora is number fifty seven and she literally just lost. Just like this past week, mm-hmm. just lost the Pan African title. She's had an over a thousand day reign mm. with that title. She's had that title longer than Roman has had his. And mm. and not by much, but I believe it was 1,400 days. You know who just took it off of her, right? Yeah. No, not Darius. Darius is not the champion, sir. Is he not? No. It's um not AJ Gray. It's... um. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm so mad I'm blanking out. Hold on one second. I got you. He is. He's Pan-African World Diaspora Champion. No, I'm telling you he's not. I just wanted to post it the other day. Bro, I'm telling you he is not the champion. Hmm. I was just looking at it. He must have just lost it though. Yeah, I just saw him post about it winning it. No, no. He said that he should win it. Mm, okay. hmm. Or or cuz because after after Oh, 
This is terrible. I'm so sorry, folks. I will say this. For a list that heavily pushes Japan and America, to have Trish anywhere... I read the post wrong. (laughs) To have Trish anywhere above 60 is still great. Because... Oh, absolutely. Really and truly, she's been... Like, we know what she does on the indie scene, but to even have her on TV, to have matches on ROH and stuff of that nature, like, Shout out that's, to the that's pretty damn big. So, she lost it to Shug D, dude. Yeah, yeah. Really? I, read, I did, yeah. I read the post wrong. Yeah. That's why I was like, it's definitely not, it definitely was not Carter, because I would have been told y'all that. Well, that's not who I expected. Listen, it happened. Well, he, I saw when he challenged, but remember, she's also signed to ROH on, with the infantry. Shout out to them. Um, I'm still waiting for that rap battle between Charlie Bravo and uh, and uh, Austin Gunn. I need it to happen. I, I'll host it. I need it to happen. All right. Charlie um, Bravo and, and Austin, really? Yeah, Austin can spit. Don't, can don't spit. get it twisted. <laughs> Austin Karam his ass off. Um, but I think there's look, you know, once again, lists are very objective, all right, on, on a multitude of levels. And and you know, everybody, not not everyone is gonna like every pick. Let's let's just put that out there. If we did a list of something, you know, we did we did uh what was it? The list of the greatest uh, sitcom, Mm-mm. right? That's what we did. Soundtrack, soundtracks. Soundtrack, yeah, not sitcom. You know, and Stretch and I highly disagreed with with, with Striker or or QS, or, uh, QS but QS. you know, do. yeah, still do the Space Absolutely. Jam debate. Yep, it's legendary. Um, Lion King should have got farther, also, but neither here nor there. Um. But uh, but yeah, there's, you know, once again, we're just happy for everyone who made the list. Um, somebody else I wanted to shout out was Rufus Lala. She was on the list. Um, look, I mean, I could keep going. We're just we're we're really happy for you for for the ladies, and more than anything else, we we can't wait to see where you guys go next. Um, yep. we're excited to see the matches you put on who you're going to wrestle, where you're going to show up. There's nothing but excitement right now. And I think that is the best thing about the wrestling community right now, the wrestling world, is that anyone can really go anywhere. And yep. and once again, man, between new matchups, between old rivalries becoming re- renewed, man, the sky's the limit for so many people right now. Yep. And... You know, like I said, I think I can speak for all five, uh, four of us when I say we're ready. We're ready to see what what's next for for everyone and for all yep. companies. Uh, any last words, gents? I will say thank you to AEW for lighting that flame. In the sense of now, people are looking to sign wrestling promotions for tv deals yeah as of today we just oh we didn't even talk about that yeah nwa getting uh, the cw uh tv deal is actually huge because that can pretty much get millions of views at any time 
depending you know, that's, on what they're offering. Yeah, they got they have two they have two things signed. One is a normal TV deal, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm assuming will be power unless they change it, or um, and they have a deal for like behind the scenes stuff. So oh, nice. So, so they're gonna get a behind the scenes show like um AW was it all access? Something. I okay. I don't think there's any real um descriptions yet. Right. I know all I know is that it's behind the scenes. And that's that could be a multitude of things. Well, they're pretty uh I mean I believe it's owned by um Nextstar, which is I believe Canadian. So I mean if they can manage to make it a lot less Hicksville on NWA and do a lot more, you know, That's international. So you know. I, I'm, I know what you, I know what you're saying. I'm a straight shooter. Why? Call me a cowboy. But, not like they're not, in uh, Hollywood, but okay. But um, it, it's just to me, you know, you you had that abysmal run of a guy I will not mention to now having ec3 as your champion and that can don't no uh uh stretch do it with me no hey hey <laughs> all right folks i was i was doing a little claw the claw sorry sorry yeah no uh but you know to have ec3 as your champion you had uh camille with a great run that i definitely missed yeah, when i wasn't watching the foundation I I miss having the hex on NWA. I don't know if they're still wrestling there at the moment, but I need um, to see the hex. I believe more. Allison K is or will be on ROH. I think she was on there tonight. Actually, I'm not 100 percent sure. Well, I mean, you know, if Allison K is on one place, you know who else is coming with her. So I just need the hex, baby. That's all I need. But. Um, uh, yeah. Honestly, if they can just build, so remember, uh, LA Knight had an amazing run in NWA. Um, Nick Aldis, which we which we forgot to mention during the Triple H era stuff, you know, Nick yeah, Aldis is now Aldis. Nick Aldis is now the SmackDown general manager, and that is that's an amazing position for him because he has the credentials of a producer. He has a, the credentials of an editor, a director. He does all this shit. So and that is amazing to put him in the company that he's always wanted to be in, but in a prominent position like that. That's amazing. And but, let's um, not and let's not forget, man. He is one of the, if not the main reason why NWA is back on the map. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he was killing it in, in NWA. Agreed, he was killing. Yeah. This is like the NWA as we know it now is like. Kind of like an offshoot because they had like the NWA like Hollywood thing, yeah. championship wrestling from Hollywood, and it like branched yeah. off into its own thing. Like because mm-hmm. like back is before the NWA, before Corrigan got it, like everybody broke off from the NWA at one point, mm-hmm. right? Because they were still doing the territory thing, and he started there. And yeah. he, fun fact for a lot of people, he was the last person that Paul Bear managed, and he yep. was like wow. super over on the Indies. Like you yeah. go back and look. Like him and Paul Bear had a lot of chemistry. He's talking about um LA Knight. Yeah. Wait, LA Knight? Yeah, no, LA Knight was LA Knight was managed oh, by Paul Bear. Paul mm-hmm. Sorry. Last person managed by Paul Bear. And they had really good chemistry because like Paul Bear wasn't he obviously wasn't doing like Paul Bear. He was doing like Percy Pringle, which was Percy Pringle, from, yeah. You know, like Texas and the independence and stuff in the territory days, but like he 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 had like super serious chemistry with LA Knight. LA Knight got like 
super super duper over like in that that space like yeah. the NWA space and he like parlayed that into impact and now you got like the NXT and WWE and the rest is history right but he it was, it's he, vice versa he, he was in impact first and then he did the NWA stuff as well no yeah. he was in NWA, was in NWA first. first really and then he went yeah. to impact he and, went in back. and he came back he was in NWA at, in a faction yeah he was he was in the NWA first he was Sean Ricker and yeah. okay, okay yes okay gotcha Sean Ricker in NWA then he went and became Eli Drake there we go okay that name with him like, you know, the and then he came back to NWA afterwards. Right. Okay, yeah, his second run in the NWA. Okay, yeah. Uh, with that being said, we do actually have huge news next week. We will have a show, mm-hmm. we're going to have a show on the 26th. That's right, and there's a specific reason why. There's a there's a company out there called MLW. That's right. Oh, Speaking yes. of 20 Oof. year company. Been around for a long, long time. Speak on it. it. They've had world champions like Shane Douglas. That's right. Low key. Swerve okay. Strickland. Hammerstone. That's right. Speak but on. next week. Uh uh. You're missing one. Next week. You're missing one yep. great before we get to the current greats. I'm I'm just naming I'm just naming people. Come on, you can't you can't not mention Jacob Fatu. Then mm. you absolutely both, yeah. can't forget the great Jacob Fatu. You are absolutely right. Come on. But next week. What what, what month are we in? November 26th. No. At 8 30. Bro, oh shit, it is October. I'm tired. All right, I'm gonna do this again. I'm gonna do this again next week, October 26th at 8 30 p.m. We are going to have the world champion of MLW, Alex Kane, on the show. So make sure you guys are there. All right, we're really excited to have him on. He became a very good friend of mine, man, and I cannot wait. Oh man, but we can't wait to have you on the show, brother. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Gonna have a lot of questions for you, man. And look, it's just Alex Kane being Alex Kane. He's who he is on the screen. It's who he is off the screen. But right. he is a great person. Can't wait to have you on, bro. And uh, once again, guys, next week Alex Kane is on the show. So with that being said, let's do what we do and. Doesn't he usually go first? Usually. So as we know. First. Oh, well. Usually. You can follow. Right oh, well. There. Well, he's not there. Oh, Never. you do. Oh, my God. <laughs> you follow his Instagram, his Twitter, Forever Thiefing. You can see his origin story, how he's bit by a radioactive soul singer. <laughs> That's why we don't take you anywhere. No, you, you, you follow me down there. That's my stuff right there. You can follow me or don't. I don't care. So what? That's him being him. So what? <laughs> uh, this me is me, Striker Dragoon, once again. Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, all the same. YouTube at Striker Dragoon 131. I know I haven't been streaming. There's been a lot of changes at the house, so I'm getting back into the groove. I actually streamed some Modern Warfare last night because apparently uh, they suckered me in. It's Halloween. They got Spawn. They got Skeletor. They have Alucard. They have uh, Ash Williams coming as well. 
I'm I'm buying skins, so I gotta play Call of Duty. And it's it's crazier that they have Keith David as the voice of Al Simmons and Spawn. So I mean, yeah, you're doing cartoon. I thought they would still have like Michael Jai White too. Like they'll do one version for that. But um, you know, it's been fun. I like the Halloween theme. They have like all these demonic symbols in the maps now. I'm like, it's just Halloween, it's spawn, it's crazy shit as usual. But um, I'll be streaming that. Um, Honkai Star Rail for all of the weebs out there. Honkai Star Rail is on PS5, so I'm going to be streaming that as well. Um, not touching Spider-Man yet. I'm going to gift that to a friend. I should have gifted it already. Shit. Um, I'm going to gift that to a friend uh, of my stream. Uh, hi, Shan. How are you? Uh, I'm going to gift that to him. Probably a little bit soon, but uh, what else do I have to stream? I have mad shit to stream. Cyberpunk's not done yet. I got to stream Cyberpunk and something else. Oh, Armored Core. Got to finish Armored Core. And Tekken's this weekend. Totally forgot. Tekken 8 uh, closed beta tests this weekend as well. So you'll be seeing me stream this weekend. You'll see me streaming different shit. So just come through. Be on the lookout, and as always, you can follow me, K Marvel, uh, both on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I have to update that uh, at Mr. Marvel87. Also, you can follow the mental health show that I'm so happy to be a part of with my brother, Rodney Harris. A different angle, both on Instagram and Twitter at 88pod2023. Also, you can make sure to catch us um, a different angle.podbean.com for all of the episodes. Uh, and the backlogs for that. Um, also, make sure you follow us and the CBD network that we are a part of. So happy to be a part of them once again. Um, you can be sure to check them out on all your favorite streaming platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, amongst a lot of others. And also make sure if you want to watch old episodes of the Four Corners of Commentary, when you go on our YouTube, you can check it out all there. <laughs> um, also, yeah, there's sure playlists. Go to playlists. There's season one. There's season two. Um, they'll be editing. We'll add in all the season two episodes. We'll add in season three episodes as well. So that way you're able to access everything. Please what like all the videos. Please subscribe to the channel. Share it to your friends. If you like a specific episode, please comment on it. We always trying to beat the algorithm, you know. These companies try to stop people from, you know, going that extra distance, getting that easy money. But help us, and we give it back to the community as we always do. So, and make sure to follow the four corners of commentary on YouTube at the Council of Commentary, also on Instagram at the Council of Commentary, and on it, X and or twitter whatever you want to call it at co commentary and also follow us on tiktok at council of commentary hashtag for i'm blanking out right now for, for coc right. also four to four why, why is my thing back up? Jeez. um guys thank y'all so much we appreciate y'all we love y'all we are three of your four corners of commentary and we out Peace. I got eyes in the back of my head. I'm seeing take me for granted, and you know 
leaving. I'ma take what's mine with the webs I'm weaving. I could take this crap from seeing to believing. Got it. I ain't gonna give up. Got too little time. I'ma live up. Head down, push forward through the tough times. 'Cause anything worth doing is a tough. 'Cause I'm a with life for the fight. Yeah, I'm here to get it. I got drive, got sight. Always have a vision. I go by at night. I be in my feelings. I'ma be fine. Need time, and I'll soon be winning. I live life for the fight. Yeah, I'm here to get it. I got drive.